Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on a beautiful Thursday afternoon on Money FM 89.3. It is not so beautiful across the region and on the markets. It was, before the lunch break, a story of red. Now that everyone is back from lunch and trading again, is the Straits Times Index still down below the 2600 psychological point mark? JP, answer that question for us. Well, okay, let let me just uh, situate myself here. And yes, we are still falling at the moment and below 2,600, coming close again to 2,500 today. I mean, we've still got a ways to go. It's 2,532 at the moment, but this still reflects a 1.5% intraday slide for the local benchmark. About 40 points in the red at the moment and down to about, with only about, about 722 million Singapore dollars in total trades changing hands. Across the broader mainland catalyst, there are 94 gainers, only 94 winners and 281 that have lost steam today and have also lost some much-needed ground. Before we get to the rest of the region at the moment, I just want to take a quick uh, peek at how these uh, blue chips, at least, are trading on the STI today. Uh, Singapore Airlines, no surprises there. They have now fallen below $4 a, uh, a share today. They're $3.73. Today's most heavily traded offer and down by almost 7% intraday. D- DBS today also falling by 1.4%. The banks all posting losses of about 1% each. Um, Singtel also down by about 1.1%. And the SJX also uh, uh, just in the red today by 0.4%. Wilmar International, we saw them actually rally quite impressively the last two days after they revealed that core profits at Wilmore International grew by 22.5% in the first quarter. Well, that rally has run out of steam and the profit takers have come and taken a nibble at the agri-foods giant, no pun intended there. Wilmore International falling by 4% so far today. UMS is still holding on to some of those gains after they revealed that uh, first quarter net income grew or jumped by more than 50%, but their own uh, winning streak is starting to lose steam. UMS is just up by 1%. They're one of the only stocks today that are in the green. So that's the picture across the Straits Times Index today. We look across the rest of the region. Everybody is falling back also. The Nikkei 225 is down by 310 points. That's a 1.5% intraday slide for stock for the benchmark in Tokyo. The ASX 200 also falling by 1.2% so far today. Shanghai and Shenzhen both also losing ground. The Shanghai Composite down by 0.7%. Out in Taipei, the the Taiwan-weighted stock index also falling by 1.1% today. And we have the Hang Seng also in the red by about 1.4%. The Kospi in South Korea also falling. And there's really just a lot of uh, the, the, the steam and the wind has been knocked out of investors across the, across the region. Some are pointing to the recent comments of, uh, of uh, a Fed chair, Jerome Powell, when he, uh, when he delivered a speech saying that the, the things could get even worse and that more stimulus might be necessary for the United States. There is also a bit of a push and pull back at the moment. Um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's on the coronavirus task force in the U.S., has indicated that the states uh, risk uh, um, go through the possible reopening of their economies and reopening of schools at their own risk. There is a risk of a second wave. That was openly challenged by U.S. President Donald Trump, who said that those comments are unacceptable at the moment. So again, there's a lot of uncertainty out there and also a lot of, uh, of uh, worries that things could get worse. And I think that's setting the tone for markets here and across the region. The Straits Times Index down by 1.5%, as we mentioned. And it's a very deep shade of red across the rest of the, uh, across all markets 
at the moment. And we'll be watching out for how Indian markets are reacting. Actually, they're open at the moment, also falling by 1.7% today, Clarissa, despite uh, their Prime Minister Narendra Modi promising a massive stimulus program out of India. It seems that boost, which we saw it lift stocks in Mumbai a bit, that's lost a lot of steam. And they've also joined the Red Party so far today. There's not a lot of winners at the moment across the region. It seems that this is going to be the theme throughout most of the day. So basically what you're saying is what's driving sentiment right now is this environment of uncertainty. There's no clear-cut message. Um, everyone is, is now worried. And that worry is growing and basically spilling over into their sentiments in their trading pattern. That is correct. And it's not just the economic, uh, the economic officials. It's not just the public health officials who are sounding these warning signs also. Even some of Wall Street's most notable investors have said, have started to scratch their heads and have said outright, outright I don't know why the markets have been gaining in the last couple of, uh, couple of weeks. Stanley Druckenmiller, as you mentioned, who is the second, uh, who was long, for the longest time the right-hand man of George Soros, and also runs the Queen uh, family office, said that this is the biggest distortion he's seen or, dis- or, or disconnect and between valuations and where the markets are trading he's ever seen in his entire career. Another notable investor in, the, in Wall Street, David Tepper, said that this is the most expensive market he's seen since the 1999 dot-com bubble. Uh, and, and, of course, more investors have started to weigh in, saying, you know, the markets seem a bit overpriced. They don't know. They believe that there's going to be a second uh, pullback, at least for markets. This could be just the bear market rally of within a, a, a prolonged bear market. This was also challenged again on Twitter by U.S. President Donald Trump. Um, he, he was very active, tweeting away, saying that well, it's telling people that usually these investors, they tend to come in and try to talk the markets down if they want to come in and, and take positions. And then they do vice versa so they can win both ways. Now, that's a bit of an accusation, but this is something that some people have actually said does happen on the markets uh, sometimes. And, uh, and at the moment, it just adds to a little bit more confusion. But the, the thing that we can really point to right now is that some of Wall Street's most veteran investors are now saying that the, the markets, at least, it doesn't make sense at the moment. It seems that the markets have started to, re, to adjust to that reality or that perception that they're pointing out, pointing out that markets still are very much uh, overvalued because the economic reality and the economic future of the global economy still seems very, very dismal, and there's no sense to keep markets at these levels. Right, okay. Understood. Um, One of the other places that we've been watching a lot lately is aviation and particularly SIA. You've talked about it quite a bit. It's interesting that SIA is saying the airline industry will remain highly competitive after COVID-19. That is true. And actually, you know, when you sit down and you digest some of the comments from CEO Go Chun Pung, it makes a little bit of sense. And I'll get to that in a bit. But basically, he sat down for a dialogue with the Securities Investors Association of Singapore. Now, if you recall, before the, the, the approval of the share rights offer and the multi-currency bonds that they're trying to do, that they issued to raise much-needed capital, the Securities Investors Association in Singapore issued a long questionnaire for Singapore Airlines to justify some of their actions, why they're pricing these stock rights offers at these levels. Well, it seems that the Singapore Airlines said, you know what, Let's, uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. Let's sit down and have a dialogue and talk about some of these issues so that our, our uh, investors and some of these uh, shareholders can get a better idea of why we're thinking this way. So he did address a lot of these things, but, he, but one thing he actually told the Securities Investors Association of Singapore, SIAS, 
is that post-COVID-19, the, the airline industry is likely to remain competitive uh, because uh, of the uh, various market and uh, industry factors that they have at the moment. For example, he says that there's go- if airlines do manage to find liquidity, and there are a number of uh, airlines who are still hoping to survive this, actually, they could emerge as stronger players after the crisis, especially if they're in a position to acquire other airlines later on and thus enlarge their fleet, enlarge their capability and their and their balance sheets to handle future crises and just also bounce back more readily. But the other thing also to take note is that when things start to revive, there is going to be a, a scramble, at least for airlines, to, uh, to make up for lost time. Uh, there is, uh, you know, we don't know when that's going to be. If it's going to be a year from now, two years from now, when airlines can come back to normal, we don't want to set a timetable for that. But there is a lot of pent up, uh, a sense, you know, that uh, with, with the airlines that if they do survive this, they have to hit the ground running and try to recoup some of the, the lost market share they have, some of the lost uh, um, coverage they have in terms of flight. Um, th- these are the things they're going to have to they're going to have to talk about also. And if you start to see all of these uh, airlines come out of this, or the survivors at least come out of this, and start to double step and start to double and, and move more aggressively once uh, things return to normal, say in a year or two, then that's going to really lead to a lot more competition. And people are not going to be holding back, especially like the Singapore Airlines and some of their other rivals across the region and across the world. But the big question is who is actually going to survive? And it's interesting that this was brought up because later today, after the markets closed, the much-awaited full-year results for the, for the previous fiscal year for Singapore Airlines will be revealed. Singapore Airlines has warned that this is the first, the first time they're going to be posting a net loss in the history of the airline. And they're warning that, guys, brace yourselves, this report card is going to look bad and oh, for a number of reasons, the decimation in air travel demand and also some of the fuel hedging losses that they'll have to recognize. So, uh, you know, you know it, it, there's a lot of stories and a lot of talking points around Singapore Airlines, which stays in the news, still the most heavily traded offer on the straight, on the SGX today. And we'll keep following them and also seeing exactly what they reveal when they when they present their fully results. And if there are any changes to their outlook and if it stays bleak moving forward. You certainly will have your eye on that report. Will it be in time well, for prime time today? <laughs> Um, it probably it might. Um, it all depends on w- when they decide to release the full year, full results after the market's close. So as we know, usually trading tends to wrap up around 520 or so on 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 the SJX. So it all depends on when Singapore Airlines decides to decide to roll this out. There is a chance they might release some preliminary numbers by the time uh, prime time rolls around. And if if there's anything pertinent, uh, best believe that we're going to try to get on top of it. Right. Okay. Now one of the other industries that. You know, for the longest time, looked like uh, it, it was untouchable. It was a great way to make money. It was a, a good bet investment, uh, no pun intended, with the casinos. <laughs> but yeah. that's not looking so good right now. The, uh, this is this seems like a bad bet uh, to add <laughs> to your puns right there, Clarissa. Genting Singapore basically confirmed what a lot of people are expecting: a bad report card. And on Wednesday night, Genting Singapore revealed that earnings. For the first quarter, actually fell by about by roughly by 55 percent, more than half actually, and and uh, show, showing that their op- adjusted earnings before interest and tax payments came in at only 147 million Singapore dollars for January to March, and that they remain very pessimistic for the rest of the year because they're foreseeing that any recovery might be long drawn. Now, look, we've seen that the 
level of uh, activity at Genting Singapore at Resorts World Sentosa has been very much uh, very dismal since the start of the year, especially because they do count on a lot of tourists from China, a lot of these uh, a lot of these gaming tours who come from China and patronize their their their, their operations and their facilities. That was decimated when China basically went on an entire nationwide lockdown since, what was it, late January? And that impacted Genting Singapore. On top of that, they also have to deal with the current circuit breaker measures here in, in Singapore. This pretty much made them decide, uh, forced them to go offline for the time being. Is there going to be a rebound or a recovery in uh, their operations once the circuit breaker measures are lifted, once travel is allowed once again? Well, that's, again, another big question. And we talked about Singapore Airlines trying to answer the question of when can things go back to normal for aviation. This is something that Asia's gaming operators and casinos are going to ask themselves as well because they depend on a lot of these uh, gaming tourists or gaming travelers going to their uh, various locales and, and partaking of their operations. Getting Singapore is one of them also. They reported revenue in both gaming and non-gaming actually fell by 38% also, and they're saying that things are going to get worse uh, throughout the rest of the year. They're not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel at the moment and just a bad beat for Genting Singapore right now. We want to check it on how their shares are, are, are faring. Some people do believe that the, the pessimism has been priced in and there weren't, weren't any big surprises, but take a look at Genting Singapore today falling by 4.6%. The stock price now at just 73 cents a piece, Clarissa. You know, I think that it, it's very interesting, at least to me as a bystander with with no skin in the game. The the airline industry, the hospitality industry, the casinos, all of them are relying on the, the tourists, the travelers coming back. And the problem is right now, those travelers are worried for their jobs, their livelihoods and their even health. yeah, their health. And yeah. even when the, the travel restrictions lift, the question is going to be, will people be able to afford to travel? Are they oh, going to that spend that money? Very good point, actually. Yes. It, will they be actually be able to set things aside for discretionary spending? And mind you, going to the going to the casinos and hitting the slots, that is considered discretionary spending. Once things get back to normal or start to ease a little bit, the first thing you're going to ask yourself is, well, can I afford my mortgage? Can I actually pay for my food? Um, uh, is uh, Maybe you can include, is my Netflix account still active? I don't know. But these are going to be one of maybe the, the second or third line items that they're going to be considering also, and how they're going to be able to entice people to come back into the casinos and into the gaming, into the integrator resorts is going to be a question. And this is interesting also because uh, the other thing that to note also that last night, Las Vegas Sands, which operates Marina Bay Sands, decided to pull out or, or scrap their plans to open a, an integrated casino resort in Japan. Now, there's, there's been a lot of interest in opening a gaming industry out in Japan, and they've been the latest. They're the latest ones to pull out. Also, um, they have said that uh, that the only reason they have to do it is they have to refocus on their core operations at the moment. But I'm sure that the recent downturn in the gaming industry related to the coronavirus is impacting any future capex spending, any future um, plans at the moment. They're all tightening their belts, and uh, and uh, and it seems that getting Singapore might be fixing to do the same thing. There are it's very very difficult to make any moves at the moment there. All right. Well, then that answers my question. Again, it doesn't really provide a great deal of clarity for the markets or for investors or for these companies that are reliant on that tourist dollar, because we don't know if we will have a job, let alone be thinking and planning discretionary expenses. 
Mm, absolutely. Um, I also wonder what this will do actually to the expansion plans of the likes of uh, Genting Singapore and uh, and Marina Bay Sands. We know last year this was one of the big pushes by the Ministry of Trade Industry to, to get them to commit about $9 billion Singapore dollars in up to upgrade and expand their facilities, mostly non-gaming. But uh, because everybody is on, uh, right now on, the, on, on cash saving and belt tightening mode, uh, will some of these pro- projects and will some of these uh, plans spending on their part here in Singapore be impacted also? It's a big question we'll have to ask. And one that we'll keep our eyes on. This has been Market View on Money FM 89.3. JP Ong will be back on prime time. And as he said, if Singapore Airlines reporting comes out and the numbers come out in time, you will definitely catch it on prime time for his next Market View update. I'm Clarissa Montero. Stay with us for more news and great interviews. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.